Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Six oh seven, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host Mike C, and we've got another great show for you this week. A lot of news, ton of news that we got to bring to you guys this week. So much stuff, so much cool stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, very excited for this week's show. But before we get to any of that, I have a dear friend in the studio with me this week. He's with me each and every week. His typical Tuesday morning consists of knitting. And drinking tea with Sally Field. Everybody, please say hello to Rich. Isn't everybody's Tuesday morning can consist of uh, Sally Field in knitting? Because um, if not... That's I, my that's... Wednesday, actually. Oh, okay, okay. So you switched to Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's really good when we put Baileys in our tea. Yeah, I like to watch The Flying Nun with her. Ah, good, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Maybe good choice. occasionally Forrest Gump. We'll go back and we'll revisit that I, together. I do make her always say, they love me. They they really, really love me. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you doing that to her. Yes, I can yes, see you yes. doing that to every, her. She has to, that's how she has to uh, enter my house every day. Every Tuesday morning. That's how <laughs> that's she has the to password. As we, as we knit and everything else. Together. Oh, that's Sally Field. Yeah, she's, oh, she's a good egg, that she's one. She's a good egg. <laughs> and you also got to watch Mrs. Doubtfire from time to time. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was kind of nasty in that one. I, I don't like her in that one. Yeah, but Robin Williams is a master he in that was, one. He was. That poor guy. Ah, yeah, poor guy. Bad uh, although the House of Pain throwback is a little dated in that movie. Now. Yeah, it's still awesome, though. Uh, absolutely. One of the greatest rap songs of all time. I wish that we could get the rights to have that be our theme music. Although I love the professor's music that we have every week. Yes, 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 yes. All right, well, like I said, we got a ton of news, so let's jump right into this. Uh, so we have got probably just the beginning of what's going to be a lot of Halloween news over the next six months to a year. Uh, so as we know, there's over two the Halloween next, movies coming. I was going to say, over the next six months to two years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we know that uh, some some news came out uh, a few weeks back that Tommy Doyle is going to be back. We know that they reached out to Paul Rudd, but he can't do it because he's filming Ghostbusters. Uh, but we know Tommy Doyle is going to be back in the movie. Um, well, also returning is going to be John Carpenter, uh, allegedly. Uh, he hasn't been set in stone yet, but uh, John Carpenter did an interview uh, just, I believe it was earlier today or yesterday, um, with comicbook.com talking about how he wants to do the music, how he's coming back to do the music. He's going to be scoring the next two films. Not much be, of a surprise, but... I was going to say, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Yeah, at this I, point. Honestly, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. And not to mention, he's the one that they filmed to do the announcement. Right. So I doubt highly that they're going to cut him out. Yeah, I didn't think that they would either. But still, you know, obviously big news. You know, we like to have him back. So mm -hmm. uh, he was quoted as saying, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Um, talking about his experience scoring for David Gordon Green's Halloween, of course. Uh, he continued, uh, seemed to confirm that he'll be back for the two upcoming sequels. Uh, again, quote, uh, and I'll do the score, do a new score. That's always fun. I'm on board. Let's go. So yeah, cool. definitely uh, would appear that uh, that confirms that he's going to be involved. Uh, but not the only Halloween news that we got this week. Um, those of you that are fans like I am of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 
the main star of that movie uh, was uh, Dr. Dan Chalice, uh, played by the great Tom Atkins. And uh, he did a little interview this week as well and uh, was saying that he would love to have a cameo in one of the two new movies coming up. Um, didn't really say if he'd like to be Dan Chalice. I think it'd be awesome considering that they had silver shamrock masks in the last one. So they did give a nod to, to Season of the Witch. Yes. Uh, but he's saying he would love to do it. That wasn't even the biggest news, though. No? What, did, what was the biggest news? Man? The biggest news was that he spilled the beans that Charles Cyphers, who played Sheriff Brackett in the first two Halloween movies, the original Halloween movies, uh, is going to be returning to play Sheriff Brackett. Wow. Is he still Sheriff? Is he retired by now? Well, he was retired as of Halloween 4, but we know that didn't exist. Right, so, right, right. Um, In the Halloween 2018, um, there was a different Sheriff of Haddonfield. So I'm assuming so he's retired. He would have to be retired. Um, he's an older gentleman at this point anyway. I think he's in his 80s at this point in, in reality. So, um, But, you know, one of the things, one of the big problems that I had with the Halloween movie is, as you know, 0.5 out of 10. That's it was originally a two out of ten. It has become a point five out of ten on my scale because I hated that movie. And one of the things I hated so much about it was the one the look of the film. It didn't have that look like John Carpenter, you know, that, that John Carpenter esque look, I, I guess is the best way to put it. But it was missing a lot of the fun things from the original. There was no Myers house. There was none of the scenes, you know, from none of the streets from the original one. Uh, and it didn't really have any of the original characters other than Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. And I would have loved to have seen Lindsay Wallace, Tommy Doyle, Sheriff Brackett, people that survived. And, um, you know, as we know, Annie Brackett was was murdered in the original movie. And, um, you know, you see what his reaction is in the second movie when he finds out that she's dead. Well, you know, if that movie didn't exist, you know, where is he? What has he been doing? I, I'd love to see what Sheriff Brackett's, you know, what, what he's got going on. But I want to see those characters come back. Oh, I'm sure that we'll get a chance in this one. I think the uh, other one, the reason why they didn't go so balls to the wall, if you will, is because they didn't know if there was going to be a sequel. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest. Like going into this, it was it was a mystery whether or not they were going to get a second crack at this. Like if 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 Halloween 2018 wasn't as mega successful as it was in the box office, and then afterwards on Blu-ray and DVD, uh, there would be no Halloween uh, kills and Halloween ends. There would be. There wouldn't it, be. It, there wouldn't Even though be. that's what they imagined right from the start. They've been clear about that, right. but you're right. Well, actually, they originally imagined four films, and they've cut it down to three. Yeah. But, once again, they wouldn't have had that opportunity. So, if you would have thrown everything at the wall in 2018, I feel like the movie would have become more convoluted, and then you probably wouldn't have been as successful. Because, other than the fact that you dislike the movie, it is widely praised. Now, mind you, I'm in the middle of the road about that movie. It's not right. like I'm like, oh, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I'm also not like you and say it's the worst movie I've ever seen, because I've seen way, way worse movies. I mean, I have sat through Troll 2 on, a, on multiple occasions. <laughs> I've seen way worse movies but dare i say chernobyl diaries oh yes exactly or or fear dot <laughs> crap oh yeah oh that one unfortunately that one got my money as well yeah uh and yeah, i rented that one <laughs> yeah well i saw it in the theaters i want that three dollars back by the way the two worst horror movies i've ever seen i saw them both in the theater Oof. at least one of them i got into the theater for free with a voucher Ah, that was Chernobyl Diaries. But you could have I still paid. had that voucher for another film. Exactly. I paid. I actually paid to see Fear.com. <laughs> and that's just, I, yeah, it's a very low point in my life. I don't want to discuss it any further. But anyways, I feel like that's why they didn't do it. Now with two more movies, you have two more movies to roll it out, and it won't be as convoluted right. because you have a, lot, a bigger canvas, if you will. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll see some good comebacks in this one. And some of them, I don't even know if you'll see full comebacks. And it might just lead into their full comeback for the final one. Maybe. 
Which would, would be fine. I think that's how you set it up. You know, I I don't know that I like the fact. I mean, the last one was filmed in South Carolina. The new one's going to be. It's in North Carolina. I think Wilmington, North Carolina. I, I, I get see. why they're doing it. I get it's a tax break and whatnot. I would love to see them film one of these movies back out in in uh, Pasadena. Yeah. Go back to the streets where you filmed it. I know that the Myers house moved, but. Unfortunately, the mean streets of Pasadena are not where somebody wants to be these days. Those yeah, are, those are mean streets, brother. The mean street posse is probably right. there. The mean street posse, you know, moved from Greenwich to Pasadena. That's all you need. That's to where know. they've been. That's all you need to know. Those are mean streets. Uh, no, I, I'm fine with the fact that they're in South Carolina now. It does or North Carolina. And they're moving to North Carolina. North Carolina and South Carolina look the same as far as aesthetics go. Yeah. So they're not really losing anything by moving over the border to North it Carolina. It just doesn't look like everyday USA to me. But Haddonfield was supposed to be in Illinois. Right, everyday USA. Right, right, right. right. In the heartland of the country. But here's the thing. I think the aesthetics in the Carolinas look more like Illinois than Pasadena. And, you know, and when they were in Pasadena, they had to chase down leaves in the road and stuff. I mean, True. let's be honest. The only reason they shot in Pasadena and didn't shoot in Illinois or the East Coast where it would look more... Uh, Everyday U.S. Yes, is because they live out that way. That's where John right. Carpenter's from. Aren't they USC so students yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Or US, UCLA? You, I, or? I do want to say it's USC. I think I they went to they the UC, USC film school yeah. is what I believe. Uh, I could be wrong. It could be UCLA, but I'm pretty sure it's I think USC. it was USC. Uh, but uh, that's why they filmed there. And that's 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 the only reason. Because if you listen to him, he was like, I would have to take it back to the East Coast. Right. He wanted to come back out this way and, and do it actually. Actually, he really wanted to do it in Illinois, where it should have been. But uh, I think your aesthetics for Illinois look better in North Carolina because I thought it looked about right in the last one. As far as what... if you There was were, only one shot in, in, in a normal street, though. Right, right. Brief. But if you were in, in, in Illinois, because I've, I've traveled through that part of the country... It looks very similar. Illinois, believe it or not, even though it's not on the East Coast, it looks very East Coast. Right. It looks very New York, New Jersey, uh, Carolinas. All of the art, until you get down to like Georgia and Florida, where it does start to look a little more like warmer, if you will. And as long as you're not on one of the shore points where there's sand, pretty much it all looks the same. It, it, the middle of the country is a little different, though, when you start getting into the flatlands like Kansas and, and, and stuff like that. If we have any listeners there, you can probably attest to that because then it's all flat. But as far as like forests and hills and all that stuff, Illinois still has all of that stuff, just mm-hmm. like the East Coast does. So shooting on the East Coast is not really a problem. Whereas shooting in L.A., I mean, they did make, I'll give them credit, Pasadena, where they shot, looked amazing. Right. They did a great job. But that's more to what they did with it right. than what they could have done. Now, when you're shooting on a location like they did for this last one and for the future ones, you don't have to make you don't have to dress this site as much. Right. And I'm fine with that. I think that just what I would like to see is not only these returning characters, but I would like to see, you know, Lori Strode goes out for a walk. Maybe she's taking a walk with her granddaughter and she walks past the Doyle house and, and the Wallace house. You know, why can't they just film one simple scene on that street. Why can't it? Why can't they go film it where she grew up? This is where I grew up. Why can't it be they're who's, standing outside of the Myers house? Who's to say they don't? Well, I doubt once that again, they who's, will. Who's to say they don't? Or who's to say they don't recreate it? We once yeah. again in the first one we didn't spend a lot of time in Haddonfield. That wasn't right. the story. This time with the cast that it looks like they're casting, it looks like we're going to be in Haddonfield. Who knows what they're going to do? And I, even though you don't like it, as far as the mythos, if you will, and, and, and certain 
aspects of that, they did a pretty decent job of creating that, recreating that. The scenery, the the, the feel of, of of Michael Myers still felt the same. Yeah, there wasn't those as much the, as far as the the atmosphere and the menacing. It wasn't as menacing right. except for that one shot. But that's not that's more of of a filming choice. Right. But as far as the character himself, he had the mannerisms. He had the like he did a very, the guy who played Michael Myers did a very good job. I, you know, I know Castle did part of it, but the other guy who was the stuntman who was doing the majority of the lifting, obviously, because he's a younger guy. Right. He did a very good job of, of moving around and making it look like it should have looked. So they paid attention to the small details that they the, the castle set up in the first one when he played the shape, and they paid attention to those details in this one. Also, remember, the mask design was designed exactly on what it would look like if that mass deteriorated, including the puncture wounds. So, I mean, they've paid attention. I like the puncture to, wounds once again, on it. But I'm saying they've paid attention to detail. Yeah. So to, if when they move it back to Haddonfield proper, I would not be surprised if they don't recreate some of the famous locales or maybe even do a quick shot. It doesn't and, take and much but one think, day on set and Exactly. And I think it, that little detail to me, being the super fan that I am for the Halloween movie and, and series, I would love seeing that. I would love that. I think that would be amazing. As much as you despise Danny McBride, he's also a pretty big fan of the series. So I'm thinking if he gets a chance, I think he would do it. I'll be. I'm not going to hold my breath on it. That's all I'm saying. I doubt that it'll be done. I think that they're going to keep the filming completely where it is. But what a nice treat it would be. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It would be a nice treat if it happened. But I want to before we move off of Halloween and move to the next set of news. Uh, I do want to point out that if you like the aesthetics of the Halloween, the 1978 classic original, and you also like Halloween 2018, you like collectors, there's a limited edition collector's edition coming out on October 1st of Blu-ray where you can get both movies only at Target for $14.99. No, Target did not pay me, but I think it's a pretty cool packaging. Mm -hmm. You get both movies. It is exclusive to Target, and it's only $14.99. So if you like to collect Blu-rays, this one's pretty cool. Yeah. There's also Trick or Treat Studios uh, had a big thing come out. It was on Bloody Disgusting, I believe, earlier today. Um, Trick or Treat Studios does the best job with all these uh, Halloween masks and, mm -hmm. and costumes and whatnot. Uh, it's worth checking out. Check out their uh, their website if you're interested in buying any any uh, Halloween costumes. It's not just Halloween that they have. They have all the horror movie series yeah. on there. But they've got some really cool masks. The original, they've recreated the original Michael Myers mask, the one from 2018, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, which are my can least I, Can favorites. I get the Resurrection Black-Lipped Michael Myers mask? I don't think they have that particular one, but I think there is a Resurrection mask on there. <laughs> I have a Resurrection <laughs> the, the mask was supposedly used in the filming. I paid a lot of money for it when it came Ooh, out. That's cool. So I had a letter or certificate of authenticity. Well, if it has that, usually it's... it's yeah, it was supposedly screen-worn, and a friend of mine ripped a big chunk of the hair out of it the last time I took it out, so it kind of got ruined. Yeah. Well, we need to get it... You, what you need to do is we need to get you one of them styrofoam mannequin heads. Yeah. And you can put it on that, and you can display it. I need to get some of those so I can display them around my house during I that. have a couple masks I want to put in here that I got styrofoam heads for... To put in the studio, I should say. Sorry. Pronouns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what else we got in the news? Yes. Yeah, so moving from one horror movie icon to another, uh, there was another interview done this week with uh, the man who is most famous for playing Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th series. That would be, of course, Kane Hodder. You mean the man behind the mask? He's the man behind the mask. Oh, Actually, man. he wouldn't have been the man behind no, the not mask. Th that was C.J. Graham. I was going to say, th when that song came out. Yeah, C.J. Graham, who will be in Blairstown on Friday the 13th, yes, where they filmed the original movie. Uh, he's going to be... Uh, they're signing autographs, uh, taking pictures, and uh, debuting Friday the 13th Vengeance. For the low, low price of $2 million. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, if you want to, you can check. Uh, if you go online, you can check out all the Blair. Go just type in Blairstown and uh, Friday the 13th, and you can find out how the events. They, there is price listings for all the events. Yeah, and let me tell you, I have been there twice. Once on Friday the 13th uh, in 2018 in April. 
let me tell you, that place is like Christmas. It's like <laughs> Oh my goodness, you couldn't drive down the, the street. It was crazy. In the country. And I didn't expect that because I was hanging out on that street where they filmed the opening scenes of Friday the 13th that morning. There was nobody around. And then by one o'clock that afternoon, it was insane. Uh, but this this particular uh, would be Kane Hodder, and uh, who played Jason more than anybody else. The only one that played him multiple times, in fact. Um, he uh, did an interview, and he uh, not only would like to play Jason when they eventually get around to the next movie, uh, he had some ideas for what you know would make a great Friday the 13th Part 13, which is what essentially the next movie would be if you mm -hmm. add up all of the movies that, that Jason has been in. Right on. Um, so one of the ideas that he had, which I, I've heard other people talk about it, all of the Survivor girls from the movies um, who are all still alive, um, most of them have said that they would love to do another movie where they get together and they all are back at Camp Crystal Lake and they all go after him. And uh, Kane Hodder said he, not only would he love to play Jason, who better to play Jason than the guy that played it more than anybody, but also get all of these women back. Adrian King, I had a conversation with her face to face. I've got pictures taken with her because I've met her two different times. Sweetest lady on the planet. She told me she would love to do another one. She said it in interviews and in, in, like the documentary Crystal Lake Memories. She mentions it. She talks about it every chance she gets. She wants to do another one. Um, Amy Steele has said that she would love to do another one. Um, I can't remember her name. The girl that played uh, Chris in part three. It's The name's slipping my mind. She has said that she'd like to do another yeah, one. Either, she's, anyways, you got a lot of people coming yeah, in the comments. They, they all want to do it. So, you know, listen up, producers. Listen up. You know, when, when you get to this, this uh, lawsuit settled here, let's make this happen. Make that it is, special. That's not going to happen anytime soon. No. Just it's, throwing that out there. But we got a ton of fan films coming out. Most yeah. of them are coming out September 13th. September 13th. So, so yeah. keep your eyes out for those because they'll probably be hitting YouTube and other things because they can't profit off of them. So they, right. a lot of them will just be on YouTube. So we'll, trust me, when they come out, we'll definitely be watching them and letting you know where to find them. And, oh, yeah. And being able to see because it's a fan film, they can't profit. So I think YouTube is the only place. To Although Never Hike out. Alone has been selling copies of their DVD. Uh, here's the thing. They sell it under Kickstarter. Ah, so in other words, it's as a promotional uh, tool. You're not actually buying the movie. Yes. Our good friend Jimmy Gazik is yeah. now friends with the, <laughs> the director. Yeah, so uh, he's he's been talking with him, posting things on Facebook. That's cool. But it, like I said, it's it's that's how you get it. But they're also doing that to fund the second one. Right. So yeah. I'd have no problem with it because Never Hike Alone was amazing. All right. So we've talked about Michael Myers and Halloween. We've talked about Jason Voorhees and Friday the 13th. Who would we be not to talk a little bit about Nightmare on Elm Street? I was going to say you're going to say Ghostface because I was going to say we already talked about that horrible scream. No. No, uh, yeah, that's coming to Netflix uh, next month, I believe. And I still don't do watch it. it. Don't Anyways, do it. continuing on. <laughs> yeah. So you actually brought it to my attention this so, week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nightmare on Elm Street. Are, are you talking about the greatest movie ever? Freddy's Dead? The sixth movie in that, the, the amazing saga? I'm just going to stare at you and then move on. <laughs> He's like, somehow you always weasel in Freddy's Dead. <laughs> it's made it into almost every episode of this show we've I, ever exactly. done. Exactly. It's been almost a year we've been doing this I was going to say, so, so the fans out there know, I kind of <laughs> like keeping you come back. For a year or two, I'm going to have to pick a different movie. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to do something. Yeah, I'll figure Maybe it out. Maybe Chopping Mall. Don't, don't worry, I'll figure it out. Chopping Mall has been around. Uh, yeah. It's been in the news lately. As yeah, it fact, has. We'll talk about that in the third segment. Sir. Sure. Yeah, there's something, there's something to do with Chopping sure. Mall in the third segment. Absolutely. Just throwing it out there. But, uh, but yeah, you kind of brought it to our attention. You know, it's kind of making its way back around uh, Freddy's Nightmares. Yes, Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in the 1980s, at the height of uh, Freddy Krueger mania, if you will, uh, they 
to toss around an idea for a show and the show ended up being Freddy's Nightmares at the same time they did a Friday a horrible Friday the 13th show that did not feature Jason at all uh, if you remember it was more paranormal it does feel it does have the actor who played in uh Jason's or uh, uh, Jason goes to hell. Right, he was in it, but not in the same role. Right, it, so just to throw that out there, but uh, Freddy's Nightmares had a little bit of a different story. Freddy was in Freddy's Nightmares as he played the crypt keeper role. So, like, if you remember Tales from the Crypt, he used to introduce the introduce the 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 episode, and then he used to take you out of the episode, and that's what Freddy Krueger used to do in all of Freddy's Nightmares. That was his only role in it, and other than that, it was an anthology series, except for the first episode. Mm-hmm. The first episode featured a story that was directed by the late, great Toby Hooper. Yeah. And that story was Fred Krueger's origin story. So it wasn't Freddy Krueger, Burt Freddy Krueger. It was Fred Krueger, the child, the uh, presumed child molester slash child killer, the Springwood slasher, if you will. And it was actually one of the most in uh, phenomenal episodes of that show. And it's been getting its run lately, actually. It's been making its rounds on the internet of, hey, if you guys have ever wanted to see an amazing backstory to Freddy Krueger, it's already been done, and it was done in the late 1980s. Right. And it, if you guys haven't seen it, you can find it. It was the first episode of uh, Freddy's Nightmares. You can type in Freddy's Nightmares to pretty much anywhere and find it. I think it is on YouTube. Uh, there is a link. Bloody Disgusting did an article. Uh, if you go to their article, they have a link to it as well. So uh, just go to Bloody Disgusting in the search bar, put Freddy's Nightmares, and trust me, it'll be one of the first things that pops up because it was the last time they talked about it. Very good, though. Uh, I can't... Uh, it, it basically takes you through him being the slasher in his trial. Yeah. And it ends with him uh, it ends with him as Freddy Krueger because he takes you out of the episode. All right. It ends with him as, you know, the Freddy we know, the icon, kind of making jokes about how they thought he was dead, but here he is. I got to check it out. You sent it to me during the week, and yeah, I was just too busy. It's about, it's about I really 45 minutes long. It was one yeah. of the longer episodes, because most of the episodes were like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. This was one of the longer ones for that reason. Of course, they had a grade A director, right. too. I mean, come on. Oh, it's yeah. The greatest directors of all time. Oh, yeah. As far Absolutely. As Absolutely. Uh, so about a month ago, or two months ago, maybe it was, we, we talked on here. I'm going to spend very little time on this, because it's not even worth talking about. But we did talk about how there was going to be, sci-fi was actually uh, going to be putting into production a series about Lobo. And uh, that has already been canned because Krypton did so poorly that they they uh, canceled it. Yeah. That's all we got to say about that. No Lobo. No Lobo. No Mo Lobo. No Mo Lobo. The only thing that looked cool was the makeup. That's it. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple trailers that came out this week. Uh, our, our really good friend uh, who we're going to be talking about later on, and we talk about him every week on here, uh, Courtney Gaines, uh, is going to be starring in a movie coming out called Candy Corn. That's right. Candy Corn, where he talked about it on this uh, on our interview with him. That yeah, was on the did. second ever episode of Horizon 607. Yeah. Go back in the archives. Check that out. It's our actually interview our, with our first episode. Uh, on 8122 Productions. Yeah. It was the first 8122 Productions one. So if you go back to the archives, you can find it. It is there. Or, you know, you can find it at 8122productions.com or anywhere you get podcasts. Booyah. Just throwing Absolutely. it in there. Great time. And we get to see him at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, October 4th and 5th in Oneonta, New York. And uh, we get to talk to him again as yeah. I'm doing the panel with him. We're going to have him on the panel. We're going to get him on our show. And we're going to get him on the show, too. We might again. even have chicken with him. Uh, I might even be driving him around to get stuff. That would be awesome. Uh, I'm, Can I'm, I ride in the back seat? Like, get in the trunk, maybe? Maybe. maybe. Just kind of hang out with you guys? Maybe. You know? I, I, I'll discuss that. I, I, if he doesn't want any creepy stalker fans like you around, I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first one to talk to him. I just want to point that out. Uh, but Candy Corn He said was, hi to me first. Yes. Candy Corn is, uh, is a unique trailer. 
Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. You can find it anywhere now. It is uh, takes place. It looks like at like a sideshow freak yeah. kind of carnival thing going on. Uh, it looks very mean spirited. Yeah, it does. Uh, they bully some some guy. I don't know if he's a kid. I want to say kid. I don't know because you can't see how old he is. But I don't, it's not child. Child. But they bully some guy, and when they bully this guy, he uh, they end up killing him. It looks like in the trailer, yeah. and then this like I don't know zombie priestess midget kind of guy says some kind of spiritual thing and brings him back a la Chucky and the anger Susan. and it has a kind of a pumpkin head feel yeah to it, it reminded like. me of pumpkin head but in like a circus sideshow mm-hmm. type environment and so. it says sometimes sometimes the freaks get you yeah well check it out it's available pretty much anywhere <laughs> you want to go bloody disgusting had it we put it up on our Facebook page uh, on Twitter I believe as well so check it out uh, it'll be available on uh, limited theaters on September 13th followed by a blu-ray and VOD release on September 17th awesome can't wait to see it and talk to Courtney Gaines about it at sci-fi horror Festival. yeah yeah definitely want to talk more about it he just kind of gave us like a little uh, uh, a little tease. taste last year a little, ta- a little yeah. taste he said uh, it was gonna be coming out this year so right works uh, there was another trailer I just want to discuss real quickly. Uh, you actually showed me this right before we went on air today. Uh, another uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, produced film uh, called Antlers. Yes, it looks very interesting. It, it has Carrie Russell in it. Yeah. That was intriguing. And the little boy that's in it, very creepy. Yeah, he is. Very creepy. Nothing worse uh, than a creepy kid. Check out, check out the uh, trailer. That uh, doesn't give you much of a shot of like the villain or the monster, if you will, but it does give you really creepy vibes, that, and it looks very aesthetically pleasing, which it shouldn't be surprising considering it is a Guillermo del Toro production. But it, it, it actually, it's got it's piqued my interest. If you yeah, know. me too, me too. I'm interested in it. Um, last couple things I just want to talk about: box office news, current box office news. Uh, Forty-seven meters down on Cage uh, premiered this past weekend and did not do well. It only made nine million dollars at the box office in its opening weekend. Um, in a side note, scary stories to tell in the dark, which has been out for a few weeks now, is uh, at least as of this past weekend uh, was up to forty point two million dollars domestically and made another fourteen point one million internationally for a total of fifty four point three million. And I told you to keep the faith alive that it would make its money back, and hence there will be a sequel. Yeah, yeah, hoping that there will be. I can't wait for them to announce it because there's definitely a lot more to that franchise I'd like to see. I also think it's going to do very well on VOD and uh, Blu-ray. Right. As well. I think that'll be a bigger hit. I think most people wait to streaming now. Yeah. I mean, box unless it's a major Disney reproduction, pretty much every box office is down. Right. I got it. I'm just being honest. It's just how it works. If it's not, if it's not, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, or a Disney recreation. Yeah, it's it's or pretty much twenty eighteen. Well, yeah, that was pretty up. That was that was or it chapter two, which we're only a few yeah. weeks away from. Oh yeah, few weeks away. I already have my tickets, so yeah, oh, of course you tickets. have your tickets. Yeah, I didn't even have a choice. My supervisor slash friend Mia got me a ticket. Ooh. Going with her and her boyfriend. Just a quick third story wheel. about that. By the way, you Actually, are the third wheel. You know, it's sir. funny. She mentioned me. She she uh, messaged me at work a couple weeks ago, about a week ago. She goes, so I was talking to my boyfriend about this, and I I told him which what I didn't say anything to her about about feeling like I was a third wheel, but she told him I felt like I was a third wheel. And she's like, you know, I got to thinking about it. He's the third wheel. You and I are the horror movie fans, and he could care less about it. Ooh, maybe, so he's maybe, the third wheel. Maybe she could sit in the middle. Yeah. And if Derek was here, he would draw a whole other conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on before we get in trouble on Horror Zone 607. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing I just want to mention is, uh, sooner than expected, Ready or Not actually hit theaters this week. And uh, I got a chance to watch it. Ooh. Uh, wow. All I can say is it was everything that I thought it was going to be and then some. This movie was incredible. I'm going to be working on a review for our website coming up. 
Um, just to quickly do a review, I don't, should I give a score? Should I tell you what I think my score is for it? No, let's should wait till wait? next week. We'll wait till we'll, next week. We'll wait till next week because I still have to see it. And allegedly, it wasn't supposed to come out until this weekend. Yeah. And then somehow you saw it like four days too soon. Yeah, our good friend, the professor, got a hold of me and was like, it's already out. Let's That's, go see it. It's kind of strange. I, I saw it was only out for like a couple showings a day. Yeah. For the first little bit. And I'm just like, that's just weird that they released it in the middle of the week. Yeah. And it's not supposed, like the release date was this weekend. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it came out early because my birthday's this weekend. I've got family coming into town mm. and I'm not going to be able to see it. Well, so. happy early birthday. Hey, thank you. I'm going to be 20. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I got a bridge for Times sale two. in Brooklyn. Plus one. <laughs> I, love yeah. it. I got a bridge for sale in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Uh, anyway. But it was just an incredible movie. So Abs- I cannot say enough good things. Get out and see this movie, folks, because if you're a horror fan, this movie's for you. It's a gr- it, it had uh, suspense. It had drama. And the comedy. Whew, unbelievable. Well, Samara Weaving, who is the, the star, she plays the bride in the movie. Let me tell you, she uh, previously had been seen in The Babysitter on, uh, on Netflix, and um, she's the daughter of Hugo Weaving, who, of course, was Mr. Anderson. He wasn't Mr. Anderson, but uh, what was his name? Mr. Smith. In, Mr. Smith. Uh, in the Matrix movies, which they're making another one of those, but that's for another week. Um, she was incredible. Absolutely incredible. This movie's hysterical. It, it was done perfectly. One of the most fun experiences I've ever had watching a movie. Can't wait to give it a full review next week. Yeah, so there you go. Go out and see it. So next week on Horizon 607, when we talk about it, you'll have seen it. And this weekend, or by next week, we'll have a review. Because it's Mike's birthday week, and we got to give him a break on when he turns this review in. Yeah. I'll I'll guess you should just. I guess you should just let the professor take over on this one. I wanted to write a review on this one. He's going to be doing one too. We may post his on our site. I was just saying because then you could have the the time off. Yeah. Anyways, now with that being said, if you want to check out any of Mike's reviews or this upcoming review that will be out sometime in the next week, it's going to be. You can go to eight one two two productions dot com and check out the HC six zero seven articles, and bam, it'll be right there. Also, you can check out the professor's review of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, amongst a bunch of other Mike C reviews, and then you can check out our other offerings here at. 8122 Productions, which is, of course would be the Three Fat Nerds Podcast and 3FN Wrestling, which I'm both ho- the host of both of those. And trust me, on the Three Fat Nerds Podcast this upcoming week, uh, which is, comes out late night every Monday, uh, we will be talking about that fourth installment of the Matrix series that was just uh, announced. Right. So there you go. There's a tease for that. So uh, also uh, ho- follow us on Facebook. Horror Zone 607. Make sure you like that page, share that page, rate and review that page to help us spread the word of this uh, great horror thing we've got going on here. And also, you can follow us on Twitter at Horror Zone 607. And for all the social medias to join our conversation, it is hashtag HZ607. And also, you can find us on any podcast provider. I'm sure you know that because you're hearing me, but if you're telling somebody how to find us, any podcast provider in the search engine, you just put Horror Zone 607 and bam, there we are. Subscribe to us because it helps us out. And if you're looking to uh, find a new, or if somebody you know is looking to find a podcast uh, provider, I've got a great suggestion for you. Have you ever thought about, hey, I wish I could earn something for listening to the podcasts I love? Well, now you can, because there's a thing called the PodCoin app. That's right. The PodCoin app can be found in the Google Play Store and also the Apple App Store. And uh, once you download it, you just kind of sign up. And when you sign up, it's completely free. You can get all your podcasts. All the podcasts are available from there. And as you listen to them, you earn what they call coins. And those coins can be turned in to earn you cool stuff, like gift cards to uh, I do believe Chipotle was a gift card Amazon has gift cards on there there's a whole bunch of stuff you can earn it's really cool and since you listen to our show and they've been so gracious to put us in their bonus program if 
you uh, when you type it in, it'll ask for a referral code. If you use the referral, uh, sorry, the referral code HZ607, you will get 300 bonus coins just for signing up. So when you sign up, you get 110 bonus coins from them. You'll get 300 from us. So you'll have 410 coins to start off on Podcoin. Podcoin is a great new way to listen to all your podcasts. I have switched over to it as well. Just because oh. I might as well try to earn something. Well, I listen to the podcast I listen to every week because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I don't listen to all of our stuff necessarily because I live this. Right. Sometimes I really listen to it, though. But I listen to other podcasts. You do. I do. I know you none do. Of them are horror, none of them are horror related. No, no. You got to branch out. Well, no, because I feel like I do a nerd show and I do a wrestling show and I do a horror show. So I usually listen to stuff like Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, be honest, you got to get your entertainment somewhere. Different. But yeah, so check out Podcoin app if you're looking for uh, a new app uh, provider. And thank you, Podcoin app, for putting us on your bonus program. And uh, some of you probably even are hearing this show for the first time because of Podcoin app. So there you go. You already know the wonderful world of Podcoin app. Right. So, Mike, what do we got ahead of us? All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to do what we love to do most. We're going to be talking some horror. And uh, you've got some some special treats for us. Oh yes, uh, special treats. I, I, I love special the, treats. Is the, it a the, Scooby the, snack? No, no. But you don't know the whole thing, so I it's going to be just as a big a surprise to the listeners as it is to you, Mike. I like it when we do those kinds of uh, segments on our show. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the zone and uh, it's time to talk some horror and this uh, talking horror segment is going to be a fun one that Mike knows nothing about. I'm nothing. glad. I'm glad. I like nothing. when we do I gave these. him a little clue. So bloodydisgusting.com had an editorial up and uh, as you know, we like to take a lot of stuff from there and some of their editorials actually spark me to have opinions and this one was one of them and it's uh, written by John Squires and it was written actually three years ago on December 27th, 2016. But it came back in the loop again recently because of things. And it was called Let's Explore the Shared Slasher Movie Universe that already exists. So people always talk about these shared universes, obviously the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then the DCEU tried to do that. And, you know, they want to do another dark universe for the Universal Studios. He actually wrote an article. If you can go, you can actually go find uh, that actually gives you the uh, Universal uh, Monsters that have one, too. He already did an article for that as well. So. How do we do this? It's simple. It all began in 1987. I took that right from his article because I thought it was kind of funny. So in 1987, uh, Wes Craven featured a scene from The Evil Dead in A Nightmare on Elm Street. He liked, as, a, as the story goes, Wes Craven liked Evil Dead so much that he puts it on the television that Glenn is watching in his room. So 1984? Yes. Well, no, 80s, well, eight, it, gets, it gets better. It's 87 for a reason. Okay. That, that's just the backstory to it. 
Because of this, Sam Raimi decided that he, uh, well, including which in that first Evil Dead movie, Sam Raimi had the torn uh, Hills Have Eyes poster. Right. So there was a nod, nod, okay? But that's not where it's shared. It only becomes shared because, think about it, it's a nod to them, but that doesn't mean they're real in the universe, right? Right. That means that the movies just existed. Right. Well, this is a shared universe because they, so they have to be real, right? So here's why it's 87. In Evil Dead 2, which did come out in 1987, you can see Freddy Krueger's glove. Yeah. In Evil Dead 2, which is most, it's known by a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But it's in the basement. Right. So that means in that world, Freddy Krueger must have existed. Right. So therefore, Evil Dead and Nightmare on Elm Street share our universe. So there's that. So if Ash and Freddy share the same world, who else could share a world? Well, this is another famous one. As we found in 1990s Predators 2, if you, when you go into the Predator ship, we have the Easter egg of the Xenomorph skull inside of the Predator's trophy room. Right. And uh, they, it looks pretty awesome. And that set up, of course, Alien vs. Predator. I mean, that's another famous one. So those two movies obviously are attached because they did movies together. But did you know that Jason Goes to Hell is also tied to the Evil Dead? I did. How is it tied, Michael? Um, the uh, the Kandarian dagger is in the movie somewhere. That's what they yep. kill Jason mm-hmm. with. But I believe also the Necronomicon is yeah, in absolutely there. the Necronomicon. Not just the name of it, the exact book. Yeah, is in Jason uh, goes to hell. So once again, so Jason, Freddy, and Ash, all in the same universe. Now, also in that movie, Freddy drags Jason's mask to hell. Hence, we set up for Freddy versus Jason, which right. happened many years later. But still, we know they share a universe. So now, Ash, Freddy, Jason, all share a universe. Alien and Predator are kind of in there as well. Right. But it goes further. Because did you know that in Jason Goes to Hell, in the Voorhees basement, you can see the crate that housed the monstrous Fluffy and Creep show? <laughs> I did not know that. Mm-hmm. It is in the movie. And also... Oh, Fluffy. And also, remember, during Jason Goes to Hell... At one point in Juncture, one of the cops says that something happened at the old Myers place. Hmm. Does that mean that Michael Myers might actually be in the same universe as Jason? Interesting. I never caught that. So Michael Myers lives in the very same world as Jason Voorhees. Freddy Krueger exists because of the tie-in there. Ash exists because the tie-in is is all of those. And also, guess what else exists in that world? Pumpkinhead. Because in Pumpkinhead 2, Bloodwings in 1994... What was in Miss Ozzy's cabin? What did she, what that, that is alleged that she used to bring back Pumpkinhead? I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I'm going to show him a picture. Of course, I know you can't see the picture. What does that look like to you on her nightstand of the witch's uh, oh, bed? Oh, the ne- Necronomicon. The ne- and it is the exact Necronomicon yeah. from Evil Dead. So I did bam. not know that. Hey. I also want to point out one of the two Pumpkinhead movies was actually filmed in the same house that was used for the... Um, the uh, uh, Jarvis house from uh, Friday the 13th part four. Yes. Yes, it was. And now we're going to go in. in 1998's Bride of Chucky, a movie that you probably would like to forget happened, Mike. Yeah. In that movie, and this one wasn't so hidden, there was an Easter egg where in the police compound, there was several horror icon props seen, as in Michael Myers' mask, Freddy Krueger's glove, Jason's hockey mask, and uh, Leatherface's chainsaw. So that means that, that Chucky inhabits the same world as Jason, Freddy, Michael Myers, and Leatherface, which means they all have to be in the same world. <laughs> okay. But it gets better because now we're going to... Oh, there's end- more. Oh, there's more, Mike. And this is what made me think of you. 
One of your fa- what is one of your favorite horror movies of all time? Uh, Black Christmas. We've uh, talked about it in the show many of times. Halloween. No, Friday no, the 13th. It's more of a, it's more of a uh, what do you call it? A mockumentary. Oh, I was going to bring this up eventually. Yeah, Behind the Mask. Yes, Behind the Mask. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It's set in a world where slasher villains like Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers are mentioned by name as they exist. And also, as you probably understood, it is highly, the writer of the film has actually came out and said this was true, that Eugene is supposed to be Billy from Black Christmas. Right. So that was actually hinted in the movie. And then it was confirmed that that was what it was supposed right. to be. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that if you hadn't, if the article didn't talk about it. So you're right. Yeah, those are all in the same world. Yeah. So also... Leslie Vernon is mentioned in Hatchet 2, which would place Bayou monster Victor Crowley into the same universe as the slasher icons. I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. Ah, so now we have Leslie Vernon. We have Victor Crowley. We have Leatherface, Michael Myers, Jason, Chucky, Freddy Krueger, uh, Ash from Evil Dead, and the Deadites. And they all inhabit the same slasher universe. Isn't that something? So... I thought this was a cool little article. Once again, check it out. It's, uh, let's let's explore the shared slasher movie universe that already exists. It was by John Squires and is on bloodydisgusting.com. You can check that out for yourself. It is actually a cool read. We, we did go over the highlights of it. How did you think about how everything connected? You know, I, it's, I knew that a lot of them had connected. I didn't realize that they had all connected as much as they did. So that was really interesting to, to see that. I mean, it, it, it just goes to show how many... Um, horror movie directors out there are big fans. Absolutely. And here's the other thing that I thought was interesting about it. They even kind of when I, how I opened it, I gave you that little quick open with the, with the TV and the posters and stuff. Right. Even, and I did it kind of like how he does in the article. Most people, when they see an Easter egg like that, they'd be like, oh, well that would point it. No, no, because that doesn't count. That just means the movie exists. Right. Real items like the glove and the Necronomicon mean that if that is the book that is... And mind you, it's not the Necronomicon like in other movies where it just looks like a different book. Right. The book... It was, the same book. it was the same book. The book in Pumpkinhead is the same Necronomicon. The book in Jason Goes to Hell is the same Necronomicon. Like, it is the actual Evil Dead Necronomicon in those movies. Yeah. So, including the fact in Jason Goes to Hell, they open it and flip through the pages, and the pages are the same. Oh, and, of course, the dagger's yeah. in it, too. Yeah. And the dagger is also in. I didn't realize until I knew the Necro, the uh, Necronomicon was in it. I didn't realize uh, until years later that it was actually the Kandarian. It is dagger that was used to kill him. Isn't that awesome though? It is pretty cool. And of course, then we tie in your favorite, Leslie Vernon. Yeah, Leslie Vernon in the movie he does say all those guys are real. Oh yeah. So that kind the of first name is Mike uh, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of and they kind of talk about it a little bit. Right. And then last but certainly not least. I thought the Victor Crowley one was cool. I didn't notice that. I never noticed. I only saw the second one once, and I thought that was by far the worst of all of the Hatchet movies. Mm-hmm. So I never went back and watched it, but now I kind of want to again. And the Eugene character actually being Billy from Black Christmas. Yeah, I would heard that. Yeah. I still kind of have a hard time but, but connecting write, that, but that's but what they say. the writer has confirmed that that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, we go back to your favorite. Uh, yours doesn't, it doesn't tie in, but your favorite scene from Behind the Mask with the uh, Apple Cider Press. <laughs> Well, you put the apples in, and juice comes out the <laughs> other side. It. What are you going to do with that? Well, you put the apples in, and then you turn this, and then juice comes out the other <laughs> side. She's, she's waiting for him to tell you you put a body in there. All right, you right. It up, he's just like, no, it's no, just for it's, apples. I, I make apple cider. <laughs> it's, that scene um, gets me every time again, I watch I, that movie. I just want to point out, if you've never seen Behind the Mask, the, the Rise of Leslie Vernon, 
Check that movie. Oh, out. you're missing out. So good. Yeah, you can, oh. And now you can see it on Shutter. Yeah, a friend of mine actually, my friend Ed, who lives in Florida, actually messaged me last week. He's like, "What was that movie you guys always talk about?" He goes, "I really wanted to watch something. I want to show my fiance something. You talk about this movie all the time. What is it?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You're always talking and you about it on your show." Freddy's dead. <laughs> yeah, I instantly said Freddy's dead. No, I said, "Oh, you must be talking about Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon." He goes, "That's the one." An hour and a half later, he messages me. He goes, "That was one of the most amazing things I've ever watched." <laughs> it's a great movie. I love how I'm like you said, Freddy's dead. We talk about it every week. Dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we've nice. talked about that more than we've talked about Behind the Mask. Nice hearing from you, Carlos. <laughs> oh, we, we don't we don't uh, talk about it in the same light. That's uh, only here for the comic relief of the horror zone. Yeah, you're, you're right. That's Let's all it's good we, for. We, we, we have horror news. We give our horror insights and opinions, but then we have to come with the funny too. Right. And there's nothing funnier than Freddy's dead. Right. Honestly, there really isn't. Well, I've it, seen some great dark comedies. Maybe my girl. But, which I did watch talk, the other night. Oh, so did you take Diesel's uh, advice on uh, my girl? I did. Uh, I did. He's worried about the damn glasses. Yeah. <laughs> That's all but, I could think about was Ron. Uh, between Ron and Derek, that, that week that they brought that up on the Three Fenders podcast, I was like, oh, man, that's, that's going to be a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we but, won't bring that up on here. We uh, want to keep our viewers. No. Well, I mean, uh, most people would agree with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, also, also, if you, you go into it, we'll be talking about a guest at Sci-Fi Horror Fest very soon in the third uh, the third yeah. segment of the show. And when we talk about that, Diesel always mentions a movie that she's in. Oh, yeah. Because he always talks about his favorite comedy, Mask. Yeah. It's the Rocky Dennison story. Sorry. Yeah. Sure. Which, ew. oh, Rocky Dennis. Oh, poor guy. I know. I, I guess the, starring that movie, the original uh, uh, Marty McFly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, also starring Cher. Yes. He plays a drug addicted mother. Yeah. Which I guess in real life, it was nothing like that movie. Uh, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, I've heard it was pretty bad. That, you know, that's for, that's for another show. Yeah. That, that's not horror. I Maybe mean, we'll do like a mask uh, Rocky Dennis podcast i mean in in theory i don't know if we should do a podcast about <laughs> i'm just it, kidding but in theory the prosthetics that make his head look like that they were pretty phenomenal oh he looked just like the real guy too yeah so uh with that i hope you guys enjoy this dive deeper guys dive deeper in that slasher world let us know what you think horror zone 607 on facebook at horror zone 607 on twitter hashtag hz607 to join the conversation we want to hear from you guys now we're going to take our final break and when we come back we we did tease us third segment and this third segment is going to kind of it's going to be fun it's the first time we've done this but i think we need to plug some things that we're going to be a part of because there's some really cool stuff happening in the world of sci-fi horror fest and scarecon and uh we'll get to that when we come right we'll get to that in our closing statements if you will we're, yeah. we're right back here in the zone
Welcome back to The Zone. We have one final segment, if you want to call it that, but we are involved with a lot. Uh, as you know, 8122 Productions uh, is, is big. It's it's, it's this show, Horizon 607, my other two shows, 3 Fat Nerds, and 3FN Wrestling. Uh, so we have everything covered, and we've talked about that before. And we're not going to sit here and rehash all that. But 8122 Productions as a whole, including the show, have a big lineup coming up in the month of October as far as cons go that directly are for this show related technically because they're both horror conventions so we wanted to spend a minute just kind of giving you the overview uh in the upcoming weeks you will probably hear we'll probably do some kind of like a spot in our show where you just kind of get you know an announcement if somebody has been on and and ticket information you know sorry guys if you don't live around where you can come but you know these 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 cons are having us in and the least we can do is advertise for them you know because it's a great time but i want to point out for both of these cons it's amazing. Not only is it cool that we get to be a part of them, and I want to put that out there publicly, and I know, Mike, you're excited about oh. this as well, because we were a part of both of these last year. Yeah, it was before my time with you last year, so I well, didn't get to go you to... Go to you didn't get to go to Sci-Fi Horror right, Fest last year. but I was but with Scaricon. But we did represent Horror Zone 607 there. Let me just tell you, you've mentioned this on the show, but I was like a kid in a candy store. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You get to walk right up and meet these celebrities, which I had never really done. Mm-hmm. I knew I know John Bones Jones, personally. Yeah. That's about the only celebrity I've ever known. Yeah. And I, I actually knew him personally, but I didn't know... You know, I, I've never met any other celebrities before, and I was up close and personal talking to some of my heroes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100% there, and it was a lot of fun, and that's why we want to put it out there. Plus, you know, they let us come cover the event. Uh, you know, we'll get to it. I did panels. We talked about this ad nauseum about ScareCon last year. We're doing, I'm doing panels again. Uh, actually, when we get to the portion of ScareCon, I'll give you some other big announcements that I have for that. But we just want to put it out there. Once again, if you don't live in the New York area, because these are both of these are in New York, that's fine. We are actually in talks with a bunch of other conventions too that are going to go out throughout the year and into next year. We already have one book for next year, which would be May 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, and that's BroomCon here in, in Binghamton, New York at SUNY Broom. Uh, we've announced that on the Three Fat Nerds podcast. This is the first time I'm talking about it here on Horizon 607, but we have that con. There's other conventions, including horror conventions, that I am very much in talks with for next year. Uh, some of them have reached out to us even, which is pretty cool. Cool. So I'm excited to get into the mix of things there as well. So uh, if we're not coming near you this year, maybe next year. Maybe the year after that, but we are doing a lot of conventions. And if you can make it to these conventions, trust me, they're worth your while, as Mike just said. And even if you can't make it to these particular ones, check out any kind of horror convention or even just regular convention near you. They're a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And I think you should support them. So with that being said, let me do a It's going to be kind of like a little plug, but it's also going to be kind of very informational uh, as we are pretty much two months away, uh, less than two months away on both of these. So first up that we'll be doing is Sci-Fi Horror Fest that comes to you on October 4th and 5th at the Foothills Performing Arts Center in uh, Oneonta, New York. Uh, for ticket information, I'll just mention up front, scifihorrorfest.com. And also you can like them on Facebook, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Uh, that'll give you a bunch of things. Now we're going to try to tell you who's involved with it and kind of what our involvement is. Uh, so first and foremost, I should let you know the 8122 Productions slash 3 Fat Nerds is the sponsor of Media Alley for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. We are a part of the family that uh, puts this on, uh, and we are so happy that they have made us a part of their events and chosen us, and we could not be happier to be members of the Sci-Fi Horror Fest family. Uh, for tickets, it's $6, $6 for one day, $10 for a whole weekend pass, which is an amazing, amazing uh, savings. So let's get to people who will be there. First of all, we kind of mentioned it before, Jill Whitlow. She starred in Night of the Creeps, uh, Weird Science, and also she was a star of Mask. That was who we were talking about, that Derek right. likes to talk about. 
Also, he is the heartthrob of the paranormal world. Dustin Para from Ghost Hunters. Dustin Parry. Yeah. Dustin Parry is a Parry. Parry. I, I can't. I can never remember his. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry That's for okay. butchering. But anyways, he is the heartthrob. I was told of the paranormal world. He's dreamy. And uh, last but certainly not least, our friend and alumnus, and we talked about Candy Corn earlier, so you already know Courtney motherfucking Gaines is in the house. Yeah, I can't wait to meet him again. I had to drop that in there. Yeah. Uh, usually we don't swear a lot in this podcast, but we I should think, more. I think I think you for, should more. I, I'm just saying. I just think for Courtney Gaines, you have to drop. You it have in a there. filthy potty mouth. I like it sometimes, but it's I'm just okay. saying. I feel like I feel like the uh, the Sam Jackson introduction for Courtney Gaines <laughs> is how it should be. Uh, not to mention there will be uh, featured guests there as well. Uh, we do have uh, we have. Uh, Frank Damone doing uh, zombie makeup there. We have uh, Tony DeVille from Ink Master Angels. He's actually going to be there doing tattoos. We have Lauren mm. Malloy, who is a writer, director, and uh, actress in indie horror movies. Do you think I can get a free tattoo? I don't know. You might. We have Mark Ross, who is an amazing pumpkin carver. You know, like He carved, like, if you go look at the site, he's carved, like, gargoyles and stuff out of pumpkins. No it's, it's phenomenal. He's actually really good. Also, there's a bunch of paranormal investigators there. We have uh, Jack Kenna's going to be there. Hold on. I'm trying to blow up my picture here. Jack Kenna, Bob Christopher, Daniel Klaas, Gina Bingsting, Chris Sanders, Ted Vanson, and uh, those are all the paranormal people. Mm-hmm. And then we have a real-life exorcist. In the house. I'm not going near him. By the way, by the way, he is doing a speech on Saturday. Really? Instead of a panel, he's doing kind of like a conference style speech for like a half hour, an hour. I'm staying away from him. And I can't, if I butcher his name, I'm sorry, but it's Bishop Angelicus. He is a legit exorcist. Yeah. And not to mention, we have our good friend, cartoonist Rusty Gilligan in the house. I'm anxious to meet him. Yeah, I, I can't wait to introduce you to Rusty. Rusty's yeah. amazing. I love Rusty and a lot of the things that we've learned and implied over the past year of podcasting, whether it be Three Fat Nerds or Horizon 607, it doesn't matter. A lot. Some of those tips came from the great Rusty Gilligan oh, and especially nice. how to handle live events. Uh, and of course, our also really good friend, Len Oddity, will be there doing his sideshow act. And it's phenomenal. And also, while you're there, you can actually buy for uh, money. You can buy a Len Buck and staple it to him uh, pretty much uh, anywhere you want. Or you can spin the wheel. And when you spin the wheel, wherever it lands, you get to staple them. And there's some interesting places you get to staple. But is it spin the wheel, make the deal? It's spin the wheel, staple the the clown. Because he dresses up (laughs) like a clown. Oh, great. That's amazing. And he does a sideshow performance. It's really, really good. Yeah, it makes you see that. And last but certainly not least, we always like to mention. Oh, well, no, not last. But Sweeney Todd will be there cutting hair. I, I got my hair cut by Sweeney Todd last year. He shaved me down, so I may, might have it happen again. He's really cool. He dresses like he's a real barber, and he dresses like Sweeney Todd. Okay. And last but certainly not least, who will be feeding my gut all weekend? I'm off my diet for that weekend because Freestyle Confections will be there, and they make delicious treats. Oh, so there's and and there's more vendors and everything else going on. That's just say second day. There's a cosplay event uh, where they are paying first uh, first through third prize are getting a are paying, and you have to beat Derek because Derek from the Three Fat Nerds is dressing up in cosplay. Maybe I'll wear my Pope costume. Maybe maybe you should. I I want to I wanted a bar once, but that's that, that's on Saturday. That's on Saturday. So right. yeah, maybe maybe I can be the Pope. Yeah, and maybe you can talk to Bishop Angelica's dresses. The <laughs> I'm not going near him. I'm afraid of exorcisms. So once one more time for sci-fi and sci-fi horror fest. It is on October 4th and 5th, and it is coming to you from Oneana, New York at the Oneana Foothills Performing Arts Center. Uh, once again, $6 for one day, $10 for both days. And more importantly than all of that, uh, you can find those tickets at sci-fi horror fest.com. Sounds uh, good. So now it's on to Scaricon. 
Yeah. And last year, ScareCon was at Turning Stone Casino. That's where we did it. This year, we are actually not at Turning Stone anymore. This year, we are coming to you from the Rochester Riverside Hotel in Rochester, New York, on October 18th through 20th. So that's a, that's pretty cool. And Scaracon is a little, uh, I, I don't remember if you buy early tickets now. I do believe the weekend's only twenty five bucks. Uh, it's it's more than worth it. It's three days, tons of vendors, tons of special guests there. But there's also a ton of celebrities there that they have announced. Even more that we've just gotten announced recently. I have a whole list here, by the way. Oh, this a is awesome whole news list. And before that, I want to put myself over. Okay. Because I have a very special thing that I'm, I'm allowed to talk about. Okay. That I'm involved in. I want to hear this. At Scaricon. Now, first of all, I know I will be involved in panels in some way or another. Uh, I haven't been told who I'm doing yet because we're too far out. I do have to, before the time, I might even have a list to tell you guys before we go who I will be hosting the panels for. However, I'm going, I'm very blessed and honored that Scaricon reached out to me and is allowing me to be a part of what they're calling the RIP Awards that will be taking place at Scaricon Rochester. Interesting. What the RIP Awards are is they are awards for horror movies that never got recognition. So the horror movies they're choosing are from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And there'll be different categories like the Oscars. Some will be fun. Some will be serious. So, you know, you'll have like your best actor, your best monster, your best horror movie, you know, stuff like that. But you'll also have some fun ones in there as well. And what's really going to happen is we're going to say the name and announce the winner. And whoever wins, if they're not in attendance, because a lot of them probably won't be because it's not just going to be limited to who we have in attendance. We are actually going to ship them their award. Nice. So they're actually going to get a physical award that they may or may not know anything about until they get it. <laughs> right. well, but it's cool, though, because it's a recognition thing. Right. Because we might, like, like I don't know the, I'll, actually, I will be able to talk about it when I get them. I'm getting a list probably in the next week of all the categories. Oh, nice. And I was told I'm allowed to talk about it and promote it as much as I want. Do you think so that we can get an award? Like, will they give us a copy of one of the awards? Well, maybe. maybe. Just for being there? Like, well, here's the thing. Next like a participation year, award? Here's the thing. Next year, we might have to join their podcast award. Oh, see, I didn't want to do it this year because we were so new. This is our right. inaugural year. We have, we'll, as of Scaricon, we will have been a podcast officially for a year. Oh, yeah. And then October, that's when our, the, actually, we're celebrating at Scaricon will be our year. Yeah. As a podcast. So, congratulations when we get there. But next year, every year in New England, they do a podcaster's award. No kidding. So, I'm, I'm jumping in for best horror podcast at that time. Awesome. And I think our listeners, when I, that time comes, you can rally around us. So. And then when we win, you could say, You love me. You really, really love me. That's right. I, I think say, it was you like me. I think I got that right. I think but it, it doesn't is you matter. like me. I don't care. Well, they, they can, we can say we love, you know? There's no I'm copyright say, there. I'm going to say love, damn it. There's no I, copyright there. I'm going to say love. So there is a lot that I have to unpack here, okay? Because Scaricon, and there's more to come, by the way. I, yeah. know, I, I don't know specific names, but I was teased on some things, and I can't talk about it because... It might not happen. It was just kind of right. like... You can tell are, me off air. I will tell you off air. How about that? But we do have a list of people who are definitely, definitely going to be at Scaricon. Are you ready? Oh, I cannot wait. Mike, I already are, know, are but I can't wait to hear it. Are you ready? All right. So first up, I have here from movies such as Body Double and Reanimator, the legendary Barbara Crampton will be at Scaricon. Yeah. I'm anxious to meet her. From such great movies as Return of the Jedi, Willow... Garbage Patch Kids. Garbage Pail Kids, sorry. Garbage Pail Kids. And, of course, my personal favorite, he was actually in Ghoulies. Yeah. That's right. Phil Fendacaro? Is that how you say his name? Fendacaro. Fendacaro? He will be at Scaricon in Rochester, New York. I've seen him a million times. I'm looking at the site right now. Okay. Also, from such movies as Blair Witch and uh, Insidious, 
Philip Friedman will be at Scarecrow. Yeah, he played the uh, the the bride in the black dress in the uh, first and city first and second Insidious movies. Yeah, absolutely. Also, and I know that this guy is a is is somebody we're looking to hang out with. And uh, at one of the days, actually, listen now some first, and I'll tell you from Terrifier. Art the Clown himself, David Howard Thornton, is at Scaricon, and one of the days of Scaricon, he will be doing photo ops as Art the Clown. I want to get him on our podcast, too. I think I, we can I'm, do it. I'm going to reach can, out to him on Twitter. We should. We should, because he does follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He's so, responded to us a couple of times. I was going to say, thank you. If you're listening, we've we've mused this before. If you're listening, thank you. Also from Terrifier, we got Jenna Cannell, and also from Terror... Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, we got Jenna Cannell. I'll be, uh, I'll be trying to get her... Uh, autograph that's fine and also from terrifier samantha scafidi yeah i don't know how you pronounce that uh, hopefully i, I didn't I, hopefully it. I didn't butcher it but you know what's even it's, cooler it looks about like scafidi you know what's cooler about that I, I if i get to pick a panel that's one of the panels i actually want to do terrifier, terrifier? absolutely nice. I, I think that it's a great i love that movie and i love all the actors involved so here's a here's a big one for the 40th anniversary reunion phantasm yeah so it looks like every living member that it was involved with the movie. Yeah, Reggie Bannister is going to be there. Uh, Bill Thornberry, uh, Michael Baldwin. It's uh, it's it's a good cast. I want to save a couple of these because uh, I'm going in order on their thing, but I want to save a couple of them on purpose. Okay. Because there's a, there's a couple doing. big ones. There's a couple big ones. But for me, and I've talked about them on this podcast before, because I love the I love the Dead Meat channel on YouTube. They also mm-hmm. do a Dead Meat podcast, which I actually enjoy. Uh, and also because on the Dead Meat channel, the kill count is so huge. And they will be at in Rochester for Scarecon, James A. Janice and his girlfriend, Chelsea Rebecca. And they will be doing a live kill count at Scarecon. Nice. I don't know if they're going to be watching the full movie and doing a kill count or just doing it like they do on the YouTube channel. I'm not sure how that's going down. But they have been announced for they will be doing some other kind of things there. But they will also be doing a live kill count. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I, that's I, a fun. That's a fun video. Making his return, making his return this year to Scarecrow. Two of them. Yes, 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 two of them. But the one that we got to meet yeah. last year, and he was a lot of fun. Can't wait to hang out with him again. He was in. Uh, he was in a lot of movies. He was in Night of the Creeps. He was in Night of the Creeps. But I most remember him from Vacation. Yeah, he was uh, Vacation. European he was Vacation. European Vacation. He was rusty. Of course, I'm talking about Jason Lively. Should I ask him about his sister who, you know, you do realize he's uh, Ryan Reynolds' brother-in-law. Yes, yes. We can yes. ask him about his sister. She's hot. I love Jason Lively, though. He was such an awesome person. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. He called me over. Yeah, he was like, he looked like he was bored, and I kind of did a double take, and he goes, come on over here. Yeah. I ended up having a nice talk with him. Super nice guy. You know who's not back so far, and I hope to see him is Ed Neal. We had the best talk. Oh, yeah, him. he was but sorry, awesome. he is not here. He's not He's not been announced so far. Yeah. This year. I would love to see Ed Neal back. I would, too. This guy was is back, but we missed him last year because he was only there for one day last year. Yeah, and he was super busy on Friday night. Yes, so. yes. So he's actually appearing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, according to the release, in Rochester uh, from the great movie An American Werewolf in London. David Naughton is there. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, then... I have from Sleepaway Camp, Felicia Rose. Felicia Rose. Felicia. Felicia. Sorry. Felicia That's okay. Rose. I forgive you. She also, she of course had a legendary uh, death in Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> she, she sure did. Was, was, was that a, was that, am I, am I wrong in saying this? I don't know legendary? that it was really a death. She didn't die. She was just kind of standing there at the, <laughs> at the end. She's going in for a kill, and you just kind of see. Yeah. She survives because she's in the second. Well, and third, she, the no, characters she in the second doesn't and third one. survive. The characters. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said death. <laughs> that's honestly that's why I said death because technically True. she was replaced. Yeah. 
I mean, I can understand why because she was young. But anyways, I digress. There's a new one I'm noticing on here too. I didn't see this on here. Oh, earlier. you didn't? I I think I'm going to be announcing him soon because I think if we're talking about the same one, because he was in Terror Vision. He was also yes. in Child's Play 2. Child's Play 2, yeah. He was the uh, foster father. He was also in Chopping Mall. Huh? Remember <laughs> yeah. when I made that tease earlier? And Chud 2. And, of course, he was also in Star Trek. Garrett Graham yeah. will be at Scaricon. That's exactly who I was talking about. Yeah, I kind of figured it was. And then I saved these last two for last because they're connected. They are connected. They're this very is awesome connected. news. This is the big, so far, anyway, this is the main this event. Is, this is the big one so far. So I'll announce this one first. And then I'll announce the last one. Because I think the last one, I think the, the la- yeah. first one I'm going to announce last has to go Absolutely. Last. So, appearing at Scaricon Rochester, October 18th through the 20th, she was in Hellraiser. She was in Hellraiser 2. She's Ashley Lawrence. Yes. Is, yes. is going to be a Scaricon. Kirsty Cotton. That's right. But not to be outdone. This The last person we're going we're, we're to name was in Nightbreed. If I just said that, You'd be like, oh, that could be so many people. But he was in Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2, Hellraiser 3, uh, a couple of the other Hellraisers <laughs> that like I the forgot. Ninth one, I think. And, uh, of course, he played the iconic pinhead. That's right. Doug Bradley will be at Scaricon October 18th through 20th, Rochester Riverside Hotel, Rochester, New York. For ticket information, go to Scaricon.com. Like them on Facebook, Scaricon. And, of course... Follow them on Twitter, at Scaricon. Sorry. Now let's talk about Doug Bradley. How awesome was it to find out that Doug Bradley oh is going to be... Oh, my God, dude. I hope that he's more approachable than Malcolm McDowell was. That's all I'm hoping. I, I've heard that he's an awesome guy. Yeah, I have, too. So I can't wait to kind of talk to... Actually, I've heard pretty much everybody on this roster is uh, pretty awesome down-to-earth people. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk to a lot of them and see if we can get some cool interviews. Oh, that'd be amazing. Because I want to get some cool interviews. I actually, I might even fanboy out a little bit. I would love, and I don't think I'm going to be able to, but I would love... I'll put it out in the universe. I would love to be the host of the Hellraiser panel oh yeah if you get that i know that i i wasn't there to see your things last year i'll be nervous can you find a way for me to sit up there with you for for that one possibly i can try to work it in but i would like to do the hellraiser panel okay i'd like to do the hellraiser panel i'd like to put do the terrifier panel so far those are the two that i'd like to do now mind you i would do anything i need to do oh yeah i'm very open to do that thankfully they've blessed me for being there and i've done panels like last year i it was a dream i got to do nightmare on elm street we've talked about that before yep. and Night of jeepers creepers and the paranormal activity one so i've been very blessed and thank you to scarecon for all that it also gave us a really awesome uh, interview with courtney Gaines right here on this very podcast yeah it did so i'm i'm super stoked all the way around to be returning to scarecon uh, i do wish it was in turning so because I like that room, but you know what? I, Rochester, I don't know what to expect in Rochester, so it might you know be nicer. I, you know what? I've heard it's a very nice venue. I can't wait to go. Yeah. The, the, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if it's Turning Stone, Rochester, Albany, wherever they want to be. Scaricon is one hell of a convention. It really is. And I know that it's going to be great. And it's not just because we're involved. The, the promoters, they take very good care. They have very good staff. I, I can say nothing bad about everybody I've been in contact with. They've already put me in positions that I, I, I feel that are, are amazing, and I, I'm very blessed to be to have them around. Uh, with that being said, i I looking at this roster, and I know it's not done yet. There's going to be there's going to be a few more names added to this. Yeah, there's going to end up being a main event. I don't think Doug Bradley is going to be the main event of this thing. I'm just saying, but this is already – if this was all at that con – Worth it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If I was paying, I would pay for this. But I feel that there's going to be one more big name and probably a few more smaller names. Yeah, I do too. I just feel that way. I feel like I feel it coming. Uh, There's a couple people I need Derek to meet. 
while we're up there because it'll be Derek's birthday weekend, by the way. Really? Yes, Derek. We got it. Don't AKA tell him. Diesel. Don't let him know. Try to keep it from him that Art the Clown's going to be there. No, I already did it. Uh. He, he no sold me on the, the message, but <laughs> he's also kind of scared of little people, so we need to get him around Phil. Yeah. He, so he has a bunch of different fears that we can exploit. We can get a picture of the two of them together. I think we should. I think we should make him do the interview. Oh, <laughs> that'd be great. But it's a, such a great time, and there's so much more, and there'll be more vendor news. And like I said, we'll keep you up to date here on the podcast because we're very blessed to do it. Uh, I know we took a, a bunch of time to explain all that, but we're super excited, and we hope you guys come out. Sci-Fi Horror Fest in Oneana. If you can make it to Oneana, New York, please come out. That's a really fun time it's a cheap time if you're always like i have nothing to do in new york state and you're around Oneon, or even if you're from one of the surrounding states and you don't mind making that drive come out it's only 10 bucks for the whole weekend scarecon's a little more i think it's, right now they're doing a special for 25 dollars for the whole weekend and i think after that's like 30 dollars or something i can't remember the exact pricing you'd have to go to scarecon.com yeah, it's worth it though. Uh, but it's worth it because you it's three days that's the whole weekend so you get you admission get for three days and horror movie at, icons oh my god Doug Bradley alone. Yeah. The fact that you can go and say hi to Pinhead. Yeah. The fact that you can have a picture taken on one of the days with Art the Clown in full getup. Yeah. The fact that you're going to get to meet uh, Ashley Lawrence is there. Like, we just went through David Naughton. Yeah. David Naughton. Like, Jason Lively is a fantastic human being. Go say hi to him. Take a picture and just talk to him. He'll talk to you. That's, uh, when we were at ScareCon last year, that was the best thing about ScareCon. And the same thing with Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Both of those conventions, every celebrity talked to us. Not because we were oppressed. They were talking to just fans yeah. and enjoying it. And it was a long time. And I mean, mind you, yeah, we had these fancy little press you know, things on. But I watched all these people talk to their fans. And while they were signing autographs and pictures, these people people got like five, ten minute interactions with people, if not longer. We got we got two, what, half hour long ones? Ed Neal, I don't think, I think we... We'd we, still be talking to him listen, right now if, if we didn't we excuse did, ourselves. We, we excused ourselves. Or, well, we, yeah, we would still be talking to Ed Neal. He was still in it. 45, I think it was like a 45 minute conversation. It was, mind you, we were supposed to be, to be manning close. our table. Table, we were not. Yeah, Ron was, was watching it. I think that he was. No, over there. no, no. Was he, he with us? At that point, he was with us. Because remember, <laughs> okay. oh no, no. For Ed Neal, I think it was just me and you. Yeah. He was with us by the time we hit Dr. Rebecca Foster. Oh yeah, because we're all three of us. We're like, he's oh, had a little bit of a somebody, crush on her ever since. Yeah, and we're like, maybe one of us should be at the table. Yeah, yeah. We were we abandoned our ship on our post on the first night of Scarecon because we were fanboying. Yeah, all of us. And I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna do it again. No, oh, that's fine. That's fine. We don't have Ron this year, so we don't. I mean, we can stick my wife at the table. <laughs> well, she doesn't really like horror movies, so when I fan, uh, but you know, the only time I, I, I have to make the plea to you guys. The only time I will have time to do anything fan related is Friday night. Yeah, because Saturday I'll be doing panels. I'll be doing the IP awards. I think that's Saturday, if not Sunday. Either way, Saturday and Sunday between panels, and uh, I'll probably be hosting some other stuff. It's. It, I'm going to be working, working Saturday and Sunday. So Friday yeah. night is going to be the only night I really have like to just hang out and bomb around. So I'm going to take advantage of that. So yeah. sorry, guys. Everybody else has time. Right. Diesel's are kind of our press guy. Yeah. So Diesel goes around and thanks people that I work with and tries to get us interviews with people. That's what Diesel's job is. That That's nice. Derek's other name. Sorry. And then uh, that leaves me and you. I have a lot of work to do. You can tag along and I would love to fanboy out and just over people don't, I still don't want to be a part stage. of your panel don't freeze on stage well that's if I get that panel I don't know what panels I'll be doing yet I still got uh, I'll know about a month out you gotta be honest I mean yeah there's more people that are coming you know that there will be announced so we don't know who that's gonna be yet but you, chances are you're either gonna get Phantasm Hellraiser or, or uh, Terrifier if not all of them uh, you're good at what you do they may ask you to do all of them if I they, don't know if I'm gonna get all of them I, I 
Hellraiser is going to be a push because I don't know if they'll That's want a big one. one of the organizers to do that. Terrifier, I think I could get if I put it out in the world. Yeah. Uh, I am going to reach out to David Thornton. I'm going to send him a direct message later. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping I can do Phantasm. I'm hoping I'm hoping I can swap. I mean, I would do Phantasm. I like Phantasm. I w- I'm hoping I can swap Phantasm for Hellraiser. Try to con it in there. <laughs> Give <laughs> no a shot. So if if if, you, if the promoters of that event are listening, remember, I, I would like to do these things. <laughs> I did a very good job last year. They they everybody did compliment me on that. So that's a nice thing that I it was noticed. Once again, I, I love these. Everybody is involved in these events because they've been so 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 great to us. Yeah. And I mean, last year we got we got booked. We talked about it on the Three Fenders podcast. We got booked for that. We were only a podcast. Three FN was only a podcast for like a month and a half when we got booked. Really. And if you think about it, we started in April and that was in October. And so we would only been a podcast for about six months or so. Right. So we were very like new and we, we got, they blessed us with that and we did a great job. I was for about a week. They right. didn't know. Well, that's, here's the funnier part. Actually, I was just kind of Scaricon. a Scaricon. Well, we were all fillings because Scar- yeah. I've told this story before on that podcast. Well, I'll tell it here. Scaricon last year, the reason we were involved in Scaricon was because at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, we found out that one of the uh, podcasts that were involved wasn't going to be able to make it ah. due to, uh, I think one of the people in the podcast was having a child. So I, I you know, anyways, the world worked. Uh, somebody we know, Token Tom, who has his own uh, network, it's uh, Project Entertainment Network. The Necrocasticon is on there. Check that out it's about heavy metal and horror movies yeah so it's actually pretty cool uh anyways token tom who i've known for a very long time says hey you guys need to get involved in this i'm going to introduce you to the head promoter and so i met him gave him my information that week they contacted me said are you guys interested they gave us the passes we came up literally two weeks later yeah so we were booked in two weeks and had to scramble this year we have a lot of build time thankfully yeah we do so uh, that means i want to give them all the press i can and then we're going to have coverage and hopefully we're going to get a lot of cool stuff for you fans to hear so even if you can't make it to these events we are going to be doing things for this show and i want to point this out this is this is this is going to be important stay tuned to everything because i'm going to tell you we will have interviews for this show. We will probably do the show live. Probably. I'm do, digging that. Do something live there. Yeah. Which will be a special show. I don't think it'll be an episode, but we'll probably do an episode from the cons. Absolutely. Each of them. We will probably have interviews that are recorded either to do at that time or to give you into the coming weeks. Right. I'm also going to probably do some Facebook Live. Nice. I'm also going to probably take that video and put it up on YouTube. I'm also probably going to do some stuff that goes on to our 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 website. There's going to be a lot. So pay attention to all of our stuff. That's why it's important to be Facebook, HorrorZone607. Twitter, at HorrorZone607. 8122productions.com. On YouTube, HorrorZone607. That is why it's important. Because all of that stuff, I will be putting stuff up. So even if you are from Algeria, because, you know, we're the 300th most popular podcast in Algeria. Thank you, Algerians. Even if you're in Algeria, even if you're in in Delaware, even if you're in Alaska, wherever you're listening to us from, and trust me, we love the fact that you listen to us each and every week. Thank you so much. You don't know how much it means to us that you listen to us. You will still get something out of us going to these cons. Because you'll get to either hear interviews, if you're following us on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, you'll get to see videos. We are going to do it all. Yeah. We're going to make it all-inclusive. We might even do some, maybe we'll go on a limb and do something crazy giveaway or something. To a listener. I don't care. We'll do something cool. We're going to yeah. do something. Maybe a t-shirt. Maybe a t-shirt. Maybe an RIP award. Who knows? Maybe an R- No, I don't know about <laughs> I doubt RIP that. Yeah. Unless you're director. That's going too far. If you are a director of a movie from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, maybe you should contact me. Yeah. See if I can throw your hat in a nomination or an actress or whatever. Jump go. in there. Jump in there. We're going to pay. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. 
There was my plug in a nutshell. I know we went a little long, but hey, it's going to benefit everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for helping us grow. Uh, I think that you guys are probably the most key. I I care. We talked about this off the air, and I'll, I'll say it on here. We care less about, you know you know, the followers and the following and all that. And just the listeners, you guys listening makes our day. The fact that more of you are listening now than ever before. Thank you so much. And continue to, because I feel like we're going to keep bringing you the same great entertainment. Actually, we've got lined up more for these cons and I got even more lined up. It's going to be a fun ride here at horror zone 607 as we close out our first year and go into year number two. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think that's the show for this week. I think we've covered just about everything we can cover. So, uh, you know, yeah, for, for, uh, for everybody listening out there, we want to thank you. All of our new listeners, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we appreciate you being here. We hope you'll keep coming back. And uh, we will be back next week in the studio bringing you all of the biggest horror movie news, talking a lot of horror. And, uh, you know, for, for, for what it's worth, you know, we, we love doing what we do here. This is, this is pretty good. This is pretty cool. Like you said, we're finishing out our first year here, and uh, we're going out with a bang this year, and we're going we're gonna to ring in year number two even bigger. So for Rich, I am Mike C. Thanks for listening to Horizon 607. We'll be back next week.